Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see it. Got the help that you need it. Zamzo's really makes you want to come home. I'm coming home. Cause nobody knows. Like Zamzo's. News Talk 670 KBOI. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk 670 KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now, 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. How's it going, everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. And uh, I'm excited today because I have a guest in studio for the first time in a while. Actually, I had Matt on a couple weeks ago, uh, but I haven't had many guests in this year just because it's been so crazy and busy. But today, we have Christian in studio. Christian, it feels like it's been a long time since you were here. It's been a while. I know. We did the we did the chicken uh, video uh, earlier this year, but I feel like that was the last time... You and I, and I was just filming that one, but yeah, I can't remember when the last time you were in studio. Was. Last time it was sometime I think in December. Was it? Okay, I remember a snowy day coming out. <laughs> that's all I remember. <laughs> Very good. Well, um, I'm glad you. Uh, thank you for coming down and hanging out with me for a little bit, and uh, we're going to talk about some gardening and some water conservation things, stuff like that. So. Uh, if but if you want to be a part of the show, if you've got questions, you got something out there in the lawn or garden or in your landscape, you're seeing. Also, uh, Christian is very knowledgeable about chickens. You knew I was going to bring it up, <laughs> <laughs> and he's also a rose connoisseur. I'm going to always uh, refer to you as Christian, the rose connoisseur. Yeah. Uh, so if you've got some questions about those sort of things, we'd love to talk to you. Give us a call at two zero eight three three six three seven zero zero or one eight hundred five two nine KBY. Those phone lines are open, and I want to kind of start out. Uh, a little bit differently because I don't usually do this, but I want to kind of prime the pump for questions and I want to hear how's your garden growing? What's going on? What are you seeing in the garden? Are things going well? Do you have issues? Do you have something that you know, you're know you really not sure about? I had an interesting one. Uh, my daughter has kind of, uh, who actually works at Zamzo's, I'm sure she's really happy that I'm bringing it up, but uh, my oldest daughter got a job at the Franklin store and she's been really gung-ho this year and she's kind of taken over the garden, which I, I'm more than happy to let her do. Uh, but she brought in a buttercrunch uh, uh, lettuce that she'd been growing, and it had this weird growth on it. And she's, what is this? And I think uh, it was, uh, it looked like um, mites that had caused galls oh, wow. on the stem. Yeah, it was weird. I'd not really seen that on a buttercrunch before, right. but I'm pretty sure it was mite galls right at kind of the base of the stem where the leaves started coming yeah. out. Wow. And uh, yeah, it was really it was odd. It was kind of is it it was a difficult one, and and unfortunately at that point it's kind of like you can't really yeah. you know mite galls are kind of impossible to get rid of. The only way you can do that is just 
pick them up and throw them away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we did get a lot of lettuce out of our garden. So I'm not really, I wasn't, you know, it's not, it's not like we didn't have some lettuce this year, but, uh, uh, yeah, that was kind of a weird one. I hadn't seen that, or at least I hadn't seen it in a long time. So that was a, that was a strange one, but we got some, uh, I told her to get some neem oil and start spraying some neem yeah. oil because that's yeah. a great one for mites. So yeah. lots of things that just tend to happen that sometimes they're just weird. You never really know what's mm-hmm. going to happen, but that's the nice thing about a garden, right? Yeah. Something happens all the time and yeah. uh, you get to learn something. That's it. It's an amazing process. So I'd love, I'd love to hear how your garden's growing. If you've got something that's going on out there, or even if it's just doing, doing great, I'd love to hear that too, because I love hearing about, uh, you know, just what's going well. That's a, always a good thing to hear about. We hear a lot about a lot of problems yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times, and it's great to help folks, but I do like to hear about the success stories exactly. as well. So, uh, Christian, what's going on over at Chinon? I heard we've got some, we, we have some plants on sale right now. Yes, uh, we do have a sale going on on our um, vegetables and our annuals. We're doing a buy one, get one on our four-packs, six-packs, and four-inch pots of those. Buy one, get one free is a, a killer deal. And I'm yeah. sure, are they, you got a pretty good selection over at Chinden? Or? Yeah, 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 we've got a good selection. We still have lots of tomatoes. Um, mm. Great tomato variety. Good selection of peppers. Um, yeah. Squash too. And I think, you know, when you look at those four packs, a lot of people like to kind of move into the bigger tomato, you know, getting the bigger size ones mm-hmm. right now. But there is plenty of time to get some of those smaller ones in the garden yeah. and still get a really good harvest, especially if you can find some of the faster uh, uh, harvest times. Or yeah. if you want some of those longer harvest times, we still got lots of time because, like, you know, yeah. think of something like a mortgage lifter is like, 90 to 100 days or something and we definitely have time yes and right now i think with this heat it's bringing a lot on a lot of other issues but uh you know the tomatoes and peppers are just gonna love it yes they are so that's something to check out if you've got uh uh, you know a, a plant a spot that you've already harvested or you've got some plants that maybe didn't quite make it mm-hmm. um it's a great, great opportunity to go get a bunch of plants and just plant more stuff. I know I always, I, I would usually find like, you know, I'm like, I'm only going to do three tomatoes. This year. <laughs> and then before I know it, I've got six. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and these kind of sales don't help with that, no, that problem don't. at all. <laughs> I know I'm, te- I don't even have a garden and I'm tempted to buy these plants. <laughs> just cause. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, and I do remember that you said you moved this, uh, this last year. So yep. how's that bit project? been going for you you know it's been going really good i'm i don't have much of a landscape it's mostly lawn but mm-hmm. i've got two beds i've got one right in front of the yard that i put some roses in because you know i gotta have my roses <laughs> yeah and then um i had this other bed that kind of runs between the sidewalk and my fence because it's a corner lot yeah and i decided since it's kind of out of sight out of mind for me i was going to do a water wise um pollinator oh. car- garden oh, so cool. it's got a drip line and i planted like all native like penstemon and agastache nice. kind of low water plants yeah for me to, to enjoy in the summer that's awesome yeah I, that's a that's a great one we did something similar on a, our back fence in at our house where you know it's just kind of a bed that didn't really know what to do and i didn't yeah. have sprinklers there so we just planted wildflowers and the first year they didn't do super great you know we had some come up but man they took off this year there's a way more and i'm excited for like the following years for those to keep reseeding yeah. and coming back and mm-hmm. and i don't have to do anything for that. <laughs> yeah that's the best part like i, I was like if I don't walk around that side of my house all that often. Right. So, like, I just want something that I know will thrive it's if I just remember to water it once a week or once every two weeks or whatever. Yeah, it's just doing its thing. That's awesome. Yeah. 
So that's great. There's a lot of stuff going on in the lawn and garden right now, and there's a lot of things that um, you know I'm starting to see like lots of questions about, and lots, got, starting to get lots of pictures coming in. You know, different yeah. things coming in. Christian's always a great resource because I throw a lot of things towards him, especially <laughs> when somebody's looking for something specific. Yeah, Christian always knows where it, where to find it. So I, I appreciate <laughs> you answering those emails for me and finding those plants. So, uh, so yeah, definitely check out your Zamzos. I I don't know if all Zamzos probably they probably we don't all have a huge selection of those BOGO veggies and annuals right now, but uh, I'm sure a lot of them still do. Yeah. So swing by, grab some of those, keep planting because we got plenty of time and uh, plenty of opportunity to harvest. So, okay, so that kind of covers that uh, news segment. Let's get into some other things here. If you'd like to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. I'd love to hear how your garden's growing or if there's anything else going on in your lawn or garden you want to ask us about, give us a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. So I, um, the, I, I think I mentioned it last week. Um, and I talked about, I was talking about some watering and I mentioned, I think we're probably going to be talking about this a lot. And sure enough, I think I probably heard a news story just about every day about water this uh, this last week. I think water is, you know, I, I, it's it seems funny to say it's becoming a concern, but because I think it was a concern, I think it's just getting a little more play right now, a little more top. More people are talking about it right now, I think. And I went up to McCall a couple weeks ago, and on the way back, I was just shocked at how low the river was yeah. up there. And um, I thought, oh, boy, this uh, – that's not good. <laughs> this, it's not supposed to be low like that right now. It oh. should be now should be when it's at its fullest. Exactly. Um, and yeah, and I heard a news story about water when I was coming in as well. So um, I'd like to spend some time talking about those things, uh, some water conservation tips, right? Because it's something that we want to be aware of, something we want to talk about. So we're going to get into that in the next segment, and we're going to spend some time talking about water conservation. If you'd like to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. Give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Zamzo, and at Zamzo's, the number one problem we see in lawns is improper watering. Sometimes people aren't watering enough, but more often than not, they're applying way too much water. That costs you money on your water bill, and even if you have irrigation, you're wasting a precious natural resource. So to solve this problem, Zamzo's has created our own water audit kit so that you can put the right amount of water on your lawn every time. The first question everyone asks is, how much water should I be applying each week? And many folks tell us, I'm watering for 15 minutes three times a week. The problem is, they don't actually know how much water is reaching the lawn. That's where Zamzo's new water audit kit comes in. In 15 minutes, it can show you exactly how much water you're putting down. And most customers can pay for the water audit kit in the first month in savings alone. So stop by any Zamzo's and pick up our new water audit kit so that you can start putting down the right amount of water. You'll save money, prevent insects and disease, and have the greenest lawn in the neighborhood the safe and responsible way. News talk doesn't have to be boring. Weekday mornings at 5, it's Casper and Chris on 670 KBOI. All right, we are back for part two of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie, and with me today is Christian Allen from our Chinden store. And Christian, thank you so much for coming out and hanging out with me for a little bit and talking about gardening. It's always fun. I do want to, I, I, we forgot to mention, but you were really excited to 
tell me that you got uh, the perennial hibiscus in yes. this week. And uh, in case you've never, you're not sure what it is, or you probably do know what it is, but they also go by dinner plate hibiscus. Uh, but these are the, the perennial hibiscus that get this, the monster flowers on them. Yeah. And uh, they are perennial. So they actually die down to the ground every year and mm-hmm. come back. And, uh, you know, I have, was talking to a friend of mine, uh, uh, and and she was asking, you know, this this plant, this hibiscus I planted last year, it's finally coming back. And I said, yeah, that's that's what it does. And she said, and it'll still get big. And yeah, it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> yep. They uh, they're awesome. They're real late to, to wake up in the spring. Yeah. Um, but once they they hit that warm temperatures, they they'll grow, you know, three, four inches or more a day. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And they get large and the flowers are just just knockouts, man. They yeah. just are so big. <laughs> yep. One of the best late summer perennials you can have. For Absolutely. Some late summer color. And the number of flowers they produce for how big they are is insane. Hundreds, oh, yeah. And they keep going. Like, yeah. that's one of the things. Like, they don't really stop blooming. They just kind of keep blooming all the way till it's done. So yep. really nice ones to have around if you're interested in those. Sounds like yeah. you guys got a bunch. I'm sure the oh, other yeah. stores have some as well. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably be getting some more in. And there's also there's plants coming in all the time. I mean, you guys yeah. get uh, you certain. I know this is the time of year where we're kind of transition away from a lot of the annuals and yep. stuff and really focus more on the, your the perennials, perennials yeah. and, and some more of those trees and shrubs. And, and there's just always fun stuff to, to oh, yeah. find and yep. plant. So is there anything I'm going to throw you? I'm going to this is on the spot. We didn't talk about this at all. Anything you've seen come in right now other than the hibiscus yeah. that you're really excited about that you've seen? Uh, actually, we just got in um, with the hibiscus. It's a shrub. It's it's Related to the snowberry, it's a symphocarpus, mm. but it's called the coralberry, and it looks almost identical, oh. but it has a, a kind of bright pink um, yeah. fruit instead of the white. So that's kind of a really cool um, kind of na- uh, U.S. native, so they do well in our climate. Cool. Um, they're a little more tougher and, and can handle drought a little bit better than some other stuff people nice. grow. So it's a, it's a good option to look into if you're looking for a unique kind of winter interest plant. Very cool. Awesome. Okay, so let's get into some of the water stuff. If you'd like to be a part of the show, I'd love to hear how your garden's growing, how your landscape's doing, how your lawn's doing. There's a lot of stuff happening right now out in those areas. And if you've got any questions, we'd love to hear from you. Give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. So I wanted to get into this um, because I feel like it's just going to be a topic we just kind of keep hearing about uh, over the next few months, especially like right now where we're just getting into heat. Like we've had a few yeah. dips, we've had some rain, which has been nice. Uh, but we're kind of getting to that point where we're not expecting a lot of, a lot of rain for, yeah. for a while. <laughs> um, so water conservation, I think is something we really want to talk about. And I, you know, we can, we can do it and we can still have a nice landscape, oh, um, and, and nice plants and, a good productive vegetable garden mm-hmm. um, with just, and, and really doesn't take that much. There's just a few things that we can do. So let's get into some of those things. Um, let's start with the lawn. Let's start there. Um, I think the main thing right now that you want to do is raise that mower up. Um, yeah. And I've actually uh, been seeing a lot of, um, what would be the right word? I've seen a lot of conflicting like articles about yeah. it, you know, and I think there's, there's a, I think there's differences in, uh, when you start to look up like how high should I mow my lawn or, uh, you know, you, you, you Google those things, there can be a lot of things. And what I've tended to find is a lot of articles that tend to pop up when I do that talk about mowing the lawn very short and kind of doing that all year. Ooh. 
And I, you know, I have a hard time with that. I try to really yeah. like um, figure out ways to try to get a different message out there. Uh, because really, I think people that are in the southern part of the country uh, that grow different types of grasses, those grasses actually prefer to be short yeah. uh, in that lawn <laughs> situation. And they're warm season grasses. Yeah. And they don't need a lot of water. Uh, and, and they just prefer that. And so like, I was even seeing something about using a growth regulator on your lawn. And I'm like, why, why would you want to do that? And I, you know, I didn't get into the full article to like really deep dive into it. But, um, you know, I think there's a difference when, especially, you know, if we've got a lot of people coming from different areas of the country to to Idaho, they've got, they've had different things. If you're coming from Oregon, it's pretty much the same, you know, it's just warmer here, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and less rain. Uh, but raising the mower height is actually better for our types of lawn right now. So how tall do you typically mow your lawn this time of year? Uh, somewhere between three, three and a half is, is what I try to aim for. Yeah. Um, like I, I'm not the biggest lawn person. I mean, I, I like the lawn. I, I take care of my lawn. I'm, I'm definitely more into the landscape side. Yeah, but yeah. to keep the lawn nice, I, I try to aim for about three to three and a half in the heat. Yeah. Is that the highest you tend to go, or do you go a little bit higher? Or I ever. I'm still learning. You know, this is my first lawn. Like my mom kind of care of the, oh, the right. lawn. Yeah. Okay. Before. Yeah. So like this is my first lawn, so it's, it's been an experience. Yeah. Um. But uh, I, I know like you don't want it to look rag raggedy or yeah. overgrown. So it's kind of finding that balance of yeah, of protecting the because there is a benefit to that longer grass like you talked about. It does help shade the the soil and shade yeah. the root zone. Yeah, keep more moisture. So there is an importance to maybe mowing it higher. Yeah, and you don't stress your lawn out as much right. as when you cut it short. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I actually will tend to go about closer to four inches. Okay, usually this time of year. Um, the most I'll ever go is five, but that's, I don't usually go that high. Usually I'm pretty done at four. Um, but also what I do like to do as we get kind of, you know, there's a time where you got to transition. So I actually up to now actually will go a little bit shorter because a lot of times in the spring that's, you get a lot of seed stem when you're growing a little bit higher. So you want to cut that seed stem back down and then let the grass grow back up and it fills in that yeah. that area. But yeah, you're right. It does it shades the soil. It also helps crowd out weeds. It makes weeds yep. harder to grow up cuz they have to grow up, you know, 4 mm-hmm. inches before they're hitting that sunlight. So it, it makes it a lot harder for the weeds to really take over. So you definitely want to be raising that mower up right now. And also the nice thing is if you can time it right, sometimes you can actually skip a week of mowing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is always yeah. something that I appreciate yes. when it get when it starts to get hot. Although yeah. I still got kids at home, so I still make them <laughs> do all the mowing. But uh, So definitely, I think that's probably one of the, the best things you can do for the lawn right now. Raise that mower up, and uh, you'll you'll notice a big savings in how much water you need to put out because you're, you're conserving a lot of it. You're yeah. shading the grass. You're preventing evaporation, and uh, the lawn's going to prefer that. Um, the other thing, I think, uh, and this actually goes for uh, lots of places, more Humagreen. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. know we've been talking about it. And actually, I talked to um, the guy who used to be uh, the buyer. So he used to have Kelly's job. He was kind of like yeah. the pseudo vice president. But his, his name was Ken Kirkbride. Worked for Zamzos for a yeah. long time, graduated. I know Ken. Oh, yeah. He, he worked com- with he, him. Oh, I, actually, he comes into Chinina yeah. every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. So Ken had a really interesting story. He, he uh, messaged me on Facebook, and he's shown me some pictures. And he said, I just want you to mention this. Because this is my lawn after 30 years using Zamzo's, only Zamzo's products. And he said, I rarely fertilize. I water, you know, this is my watering schedule. I never have weeds. I never have bugs. 
everything just works. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a difficult proposition to say, like, use this for 30 years and then you won't have to do hardly anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's weird for us, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think about growing up in Portland, like, we didn't do a lot for the lawn. You know, the yeah. lawn just kind of took care of itself and the landscape, too. You know, mm-hmm. you didn't have to do a lot of feeding and do a lot of that yeah. stuff. And, and maybe it's I have, you know, blinders on because I was a kid then <laughs> and yeah. my dad did way more. But I just don't remember a lot of those things being done. And and I think our soil is so different yes, than a lot different. of places. It takes that time to build that soil up. And mm-hmm. I think human green is a huge part of that. Yeah. To really just change the soil to a, a place that is, frankly, hospitable uh, yeah. for plants. Exactly. I don't think a lot of people realize how important organic matter is in yeah. the, qual- the the soil and how important it, it affects the health of the plants. And yeah. here in the valley, we're an arid, high desert. Right. We just don't have that organic matter in the quantity you need to have a really healthy lawn that doesn't need a lot of help. Yeah. We, we've got to be mother nature and add that organic matter back in by doing stuff like Gima green yeah. and consistent feedings. Yeah. Doing something. Yeah. And feeding the right way. Yeah. And uh, I got a really good email from a, a person who was new to the lawn program and he was, uh, he was asking why are we using, you know, a 20% nitrogen for step two. Mm-hmm. And I had to, you know, and I, thought and I was because he had you know he had a lot of training um he's like a landscape architect did a lot of stuff and he's like this kind of goes against a lot of the things I learned and I said well there's a handful of things to remember one this is going on before the heat yeah and it's feeding for 12 weeks because you're not going to put nitrogen on again for 12 weeks so you really want to get something on there but then bam you got humigreen and it does tons of stuff so um I could probably, I should probably do a whole show. Actually, I was talking to Art. I should probably have Jim on, and we could probably talk about yeah, Humor Green the entire time. A really good show. Uh, because he would have a lot to say about it. I know he has a lot to say about that it. That would be a good one. I'd love to listen to that show or even be in, in the room, fly on the wall. <laughs> well, I'll keep you in mind. Maybe we can get you in here with Jim. <laughs> right. so. uh, but Humor Green is a great one. If you've used it, you know what it does to the lawn. Um, but, you know, think about applying some more and what's great is you can use it in lots of different situations putting it in the garden throwing it in your compost pile Mm -hmm. uh you know putting it in your flower beds is humigreen just has so many good uh application methods uh even you know some house plants you know this plants love humigreen it's got so much good stuff in it yep and it's going to do a great job for you okay so we got some more water conservation tips we'll get into after the break here. If you want to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. Give us a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOY. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670-KBOY. Hi, this is Jim Zamzo, and response to our new line of all-natural weed killers has been phenomenal. Not only are Zamzo's customers pleased there's a safe alternative to Roundup or glyphosate, but they're also happy with how fast and effective this new line of natural products is. There are three different products. A selective weed killer for lawns that eliminates weeds but won't harm your grass. A non-selective weed and grass killer that kills everything including thistles and unwanted grass. And finally, a total vegetation killer that kills the toughest weeds, brush and vines, roots and all. These new products really work and use a special form of iron and fatty acids to control weeds naturally. And our new weed and grass killer is safe for organic gardening. So if you're looking for a better way to control weeds, come check out our new line of natural weed killers at Zamzo's. Because for 88 years, when it comes to the latest products for your lawn, garden, and pets, nobody knows like Zamzo's. 
broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are 677-KBOI. All right, we are back for part three of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. With me today is Christian Allen from our Chinden location, and uh, it's a big greenhouse, yeah. huge greenhouse, <laughs> lots of plants. I know it well. Yep. I was there for six years. Right, nice, six years. <laughs> I was the manager there for six years, and uh, I'll be I'll be honest with you. I'm glad I'm not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it is a tough store. It's a lot it of is. fun, though. It is a lot of fun. You I, know, I enjoy it. Yeah, there are times you know when I've gone over to help. Those are those I do enjoy. Like there were times where it's like, man, there's nothing else. I can focus on right now, but putting plants out. And that's a weird thing. Like it was, it was very cathartic to just tray after tray and you get to see plants and put them places. And And when you're a plant nerd, like just being able to put out those plants and see all the different things that come in. Exactly. So much fun. It is fun. And you know, and I forget that sometimes how, how much I enjoyed doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably because I had a lot of other things to do as well, but sometimes I was like, you know what? I'm shutting that out. I'm putting (laughs) plants away today. That's all I'm doing. Or watering. Watering was another one, yeah. too. Watering's always just, so peaceful. It is. And, uh, you know, some people think it's boring, and it is, but sometimes you got to be bored. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you got to be bored. <laughs> it gives you a lot of time to think about things and just mm-hmm. you think, I'm keeping this plant alive. Isn't that great? Yeah. And, and the time, to, you know, to, ch- to check on your plants and see how they're doing. Yeah. Like, really just spend the time and look at them. Absolutely. All right. So uh, we've been talking about watering. Um, there's a few other things we want to talk about. If you've, uh, I'd love to hear how your garden's going. If you've got something going on um i'd love to hear about it give us a call 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-kboi so we're talking about water conservation because i think it's something that we need to just kind of keep talking about especially this year it seems like you know it's been a while since i recall us having a quote-unquote drought and it seems like um you know i remember a few floods but it's been a while where Mm -hmm. we were dealing with low water situations. So I think it's something we really want to talk about um, and just kind of keep harping on. So we were talking about uh, raising the mower, uh, applying more human green. Uh, let's get into some gardening stuff, some okay. ways to help conserve water in the garden. Um, uh, I think right now um, mulching is probably a good thing oh, to yeah. start doing. If you mm-hmm. haven't started putting some mulch down, what's your preferred mulch method? You know, I um, I did lawn clippings. Yeah, um, I didn't treat my lawn with a lot of chemical. Yeah, so I, I was comfortable using that. Um, I've also um, would highly recommend alfalfa. Yeah, alfalfa has a lot of benefits as it breaks down. It, it releases the tri. I always kill the name. <laughs> so do I. Yeah. I. Don't look to me to yeah. figure out that no. name. I can't Anyways, remember what it is. <laughs> it's a plant growth hormone that occurs naturally in yeah. pretty high levels in alfalfa, and it yeah. helps promote growth. That's what our tomato boom, one of the main ingredients right. is, is that alfalfa. That alfalfa meal. Yeah. Uh, that's a running joke on the videos I do with Chris and Corey is I, I can never remember the, the name <laughs> that, whatever that growth hormone is that's in alfalfa. Uh, yeah. But it is very it is really good for that's the good stuff it, yeah. that comes from alfalfa. It's really good. Um, you know, and for a long time, I was kind of um, I kind of poo pooed grass clippings for a long time. Mm-hmm. I was kind of always like, don't do that. It's not good. Do this, that, the other thing. And I've really turned like turned 180 on that one because yeah. I think. Um, it's, it's a resource that's available, right? We're cutting the lawn, we're doing stuff. Um, I still don't think it's the great, like the best thing to add to like a compost pile. Yeah. Um, at least in, uh, the quantities that we tend to have grass clippings. But Mm -hmm. I think as a mulch for the summer, like you got a bunch of it, like you might as well leave it there. Some of it's going to decompose. 
Um, you probably don't want to leave it on the garden the entire time without yeah. doing something pretty drastic to really help speed up decomposition. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, something like humigreen is really good to help speed yeah. that up. Even Thrive does a tremendous job of speeding up mm-hmm. uh, decomposition. But you know, you've got that, those grass clippings. You might as well put them out there. It's going to yeah. help. It's going to shade that soil. It's going to help conserve some moisture. It's going to help block some weeds. And, and those are all good things. So I don't mm-hmm. think um, I've, I've really kind of turned around on that one uh, all right. over the years. Yeah. Um, here's a question about mulching for you. Um, what's your preferred depth of mulch like when, you, when you're oh, mulching? I like to as deep as you can. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously not like a foot. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I would say you probably want to be around, I would say, closer to three inches. Yeah, that's you know? what I was going to say. Yeah, if you can get uh, a good mulch up to three inches, I think you can really – uh, inhibit a lot of weeds and that's mm-hmm. why I would want to get it that high. Yeah. You know, even just a small amount is going to help conserve some water. Mm-hmm. Uh, but getting it even a little bit thicker will really help suppress those yeah. weeds. Some and of those weeds. Here's another thing about mulching that I don't know if a lot of people think about or know, but, um, it helps distribute your, your weight as you walk through your yeah. garden. So it, you don't compress your soil as much and don't necessarily damage roots right. of the plant. So yeah. that's another benefit to mulching. Absolutely. And it makes it really easy to walk around. You don't have yeah. to get your feet all muddy. <laughs> yeah. You can walk on that grass and it's your feet stay clean. Yep. Um, so yeah, definitely get more mulch on there and there's lots of options. I think I wouldn't use straw. Straw's a, yeah. I would say that's one I'm still pretty strict on. No, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hay, your alfalfa hay, yeah. your grass clippings, even, um, you know, I guess you could use more compost, but you're kind of getting yeah. a little muddy there. Yeah. Um, I don't like the papers um, or I wouldn't, plastics. Yeah. Don't think I'd um, recommend uh, bark too much either because of how it yeah. acts as it breaks down. You know, and I've actually seen uh, people be very successful with bark. Oh, okay. Um, there's a guy who lives down the road from me who uh, my friend, uh, my son was friends with, and I would go to his place, and he used a lot of bark. And actually what he did was he'd go to, like, the pallet companies, mm-hmm. and when they'd have the bad pallets, they'd chip them all up, and then they he could just get, like, barrels of them for, you know, super cheap. Yeah. And he used a ton of bark. Like, that was the only thing he had. But he spent a lot of time really mulching his beds. Yeah. Um, but to the point where, like, it was all he did. And so, like, when you dug down a few you know, uh, you know, got started getting down into that bed, it would be, you know, bark, bark, a yeah. little less like bark, a little less like bark. And mm-hmm. you'd have this really, you know, change in this its nice composition. Yeah. yeah. And, and it worked really well. He didn't have weeds in his beds. And yeah. um, he did another thing called keyhole. I think he called it keyhole oh, composting. Yeah. Where um, they around the bed and you throw everything yeah, in the center. Yeah. yeah. It was, um, that was the first time I'd seen that. And I was like, just amazed. And he had so many worms and stuff moving. Yeah. In it was really cool. Really fascinating stuff. I'm sorry. We're kind of geeking out on, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on worms and compost, but, uh, looks like we got a phone call from Doug and Meridian. Doug, how's it going? How can I help you today? Good. I'm doing a follow up on you. Um, on that, um, Sim that I sent, sent a picture of, you uh yeah you know honestly doug i i forgot to look for it (laughs) i feel so bad i i told myself i told myself like three times uh as i was driving around doing work uh and i said you know make sure you get back to the computer and look for doug's email and then i got to my computer and immediately forgot because i had so many other things to do so i totally forgot so i am going to put it in my phone that when i get home 
uh, today. I will go look at that and take a look at it and uh, and message you back. And I feel so bad. It has a, I, I feel it has so a, terrible that I didn't go look at that right, for I'll, you. I'm so okay, sorry. Nolan, I'll forgive you this time. <laughs> okay, Don't Oh, did it? Uh, okay, so um, yeah. Sorry about that, Doug. I will get back to you, and uh, I'll make sure I answer that question for you. I apologize. So um, let's see. What were we talking about? Mulching. We were yes. geeking out about worms yep. and, uh, and and compost. Uh, but you know, compost is a really good thing for uh, a well, lot. Absolutely. You know, it's that organic matter, and that mm-hmm. organic matter is really crucial for yep. even water. It's good for the plants as far as nutrients go but that it also holds on to water make sure that water stays there in the right way you know clay holds on to water really well but there's yeah. no air pockets it's just saturated yeah. and that compost and organic matter really breaks that up and i think it's really really important so mm-hmm. okay so let's get into a few other things here when it comes to uh some water conservation we talked a lot about mulching um there was something you'd mentioned on the break what was that i forgot to oh, write it down we were going to go back to talk a little bit about lawns and oh yeah and, uh, the- the cool season versus warm season yeah. grasses, yeah. So we do have we have those cool season grass. Oh, so let's let's talk about that's what I think we were I was going to work it into watering deep. Oh, okay. uh, how to water the lawn properly, right? Because yeah. it is a constant thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, for something I talk about a lot, I've I've been like realizing like I don't have the right words. Yeah, and I've been trying to come up with the words to describe it because um, as I was mentioning to Christian, I did a video about using our water audit kit uh, mm-hmm. this uh, last week, and I you know I've been filming those by myself. Um, which makes for some funny outtakes as I'm sitting, <laughs> standing in front of a camera, talking to myself, trying to work out how I want to say something. Um, but what I realize is that I, I tend to get into that those time words a lot. And mm-hmm. what we really want to focus on, it's not about time so much as it is about how much uh, water, right? It's, yeah. it's about the amount of water we get into the lawn. And it's not as, the timing part isn't as critical. Like timing is a part of it. Yeah, but the timing is dictated by how much water is getting out at any one time, mm-hmm. and that's where I'm trying to like I'm trying to like piece together the words to make because every time I say it, it's like it sounds confusing. Yeah, and I haven't quite worked that out just yet, so I'm still I'm working on it. Yeah, uh, but I find myself really going back to those time words, and really mm-hmm. what I want to say is the amount words, how much water, because what we we tend to do is we say you know 15 minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes well that is very different based on the type of sprinkler the type of plants you're trying to water uh you know what type of um sprinkler i mentioned how what type of sprinkler it is what time of day you're watering what time of year the soil even the soil type um, all those things um are very different and so time doesn't really mean as much as how much we're getting out there yeah and so I think what we want to really focus on is like, and this goes with the garden as well, because I think a lot of us tend to get into this kind of rhythm of, you know, watering every day, right? Mm -hmm. And we always, we just always watering, we're watering all the time. And we really want to water a whole bunch all at once Mm -hmm. and then stop watering for a few days, you know, as long, essentially as long as we can. Um, You know, you know, I think uh, people that grow houseplants have gotten used to this, and it yep. probably is something that they're more accustomed to. Somebody yeah. who's really into houseplants, right? Because you can't water your houseplants every day. No, they are surefire no. going to die. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you really got to space that watering out, and you got to get in that rhythm. Like a lot of those houseplants, you water once a week, maybe once every two weeks. Sometimes yeah, I've got some um, Chinese evergreens. Sorry, we're going off topic, but I have Chinese evergreens. That I don't even want. I maybe water once every three weeks. Yeah, like. 
Yeah, so that's kind of a yeah, that's a concept that's it's it's hard to get your head around because mm-hmm. we think we got to keep putting water out there. Okay, we got to go to a break, uh, but we're going to get into that kind of the deep watering, how to water the lawn properly. We'll get back into that here in just a minute. If you want to be a part of the show, give us a call 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOY. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670-KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Samzo, and a lot of customers have been telling us that they have some stubborn weeds that just won't go away no matter what they do. At Zamzo's, we typically focus on natural solutions, but sometimes you need to bring out the big guns. Zamzo's Ultra. You see, Zamzo's Ultra contains four of the most effective weed killers ever created that each attack weeds in their own way. So if one won't get them, the others will. That makes Ultra one of the most powerful broadleaf weed killers that you can buy. Plus, Zamzo's Ultra works in hours, not days. You can recede your lawn in just two weeks after application, and Zamzo's Ultra kills the weeds but won't harm your grass. So if you've got stubborn weeds in your lawn that won't go away no matter what you do, give them the ultimate solution. Zamzo's Ultra, available as an economical concentrate or a convenient ready-to-use spray. Because since 1933, when it comes to making even stubborn weeds go away, nobody knows like Zamzo's. Dave Shellman, live, weekday afternoons, 3 to 6, on 670-KBOI. All right, we are back for part four. It's kind of hard to believe that we've gone the entire time here talking about uh, just water. I know. But but it's an important subject. It's something to talk about. So um, we're going to get into a little bit more of that. We certainly have time if you want to try to get a phone call in before we finish up. Give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Been pretty light on phone calls, but that's all right. I'm sure everybody's outside enjoying the nice weather we're having today. Beautiful outside. Perfect yeah. day for yard work. Yeah, it's not not too hot just yeah. yet. So it's a good day to be out there doing something, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff to look at. So let's get it. We we're going to talk about um, watering the lawn because yeah. I think – um, there's always, there's always confusion about it. There's always, um, you know, I, I find it difficult when I talk to people, when I start to talk about, you know, water for 60 minutes and yeah. then don't water again for three days, <laughs> people like legitimately think I'm crazy. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's the right way to water. Yeah. That's how you should water your mm-hmm. lawn. And I, I think I'm, I'm not sure, I'm not sure where, how to how to really fix that? How to get people to con- be convinced that it, ha- it it's the right thing to do? And I think it has a lot to do with like if you haven't been doing it, mm-hmm. it's hard to go from that. Like they're two extremes, like watering yeah. every day to watering every three or four mm-hmm. days. Well, the other thing too is you can't do that immediately. Exactly. Either. Yeah, and I you think that's that where transition, and that that's where how do you transition? How do you know how right. long do I? Yeah. Do that. Right. Because if you be, yeah, if you've been, if the lawn has been conditioned to get water every day, the roots of that lawn are not very deep into the soil. They're pretty subsurface or pretty, you know, shallow in the soil. And so if you were to not water for three days, that grass is going to get stressed out mm-hmm. and it's going to have a hard time. So you kind of have to, yeah, I think you got to transition. So if you've been watering your lawn every day, or, you know, every other day and you've been doing it for, you know, 15 minutes, like that's a good watering schedule for a brand new lawn. Like that's Mm -hmm. probably how you would water a brand new installed sod. Or if you're doing seed, you know, you're probably even doing a little bit more than that every day. Uh, But as that grass uh, starts to establish, and actually somebody asked me, um, how do you know when a grass is established? And I had to, I realized, I don't know 
how to answer that. Um, <laughs> and then what I realized, like, I think once you're mowing it, yeah. that's, that's probably when it's that's, that's good, established. Yeah. Because now it's, it's tough enough to withstand a mowing and you can walk mm-hmm. on it and it's kind of gotten to that point. So I think that's my answer moving forward. That's but I'd never one. had somebody, in like 20 years of being in lawn and garden stuff, no one's ever asked me, right. how do you know when a lawn's established? And I was right. man, I actually <laughs> never had to come up with an answer for that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think once, once you're mowing, that's then the lawn's established. Mm-hmm. And you really, at that time, uh, and, and if you haven't been doing it, the, the longer, uh, deeper waterings, um, you want to transition. So you should be going. So let's say you're going, if you've been going 10 minutes, 15 minutes a day, every day, um, bump it up to 30. I think mm-hmm. that's a good place to double the time, space it out one day, yeah. water every other day for 30 minutes. I think that's probably the best way to start that transition, right? Because yeah. you're getting more water out there. It's going deeper. It's going to start helping the grass know that there's water deeper down and mm-hmm. it can drink for a longer amount of time. And then as you've done that for a while, then try to go up to 45 or 50 minutes and do it every two days. Um, and just kind of get those. Like I will tell people like I, my backyard is lots of sun, all rotors, mm-hmm. gear drive sprinklers. And I water that for 80 minutes and I do that like three times a week, like at the hottest part of the year. Yeah. Usually it's twice a week mm-hmm. in the spring early on. It's once a week. Yeah. One time. And that's that's all it needs. And the grass does everything mm-hmm. I want it to do out there. Yeah. Um, so I think you've got to kind of, yeah, move up into that and really start to focus. And the, the benefits to it, um, we were talking about this on the break. If you're only watering for 10 minutes, you might be getting down, you know, half an inch, one inch into the soil. But if you water for 30 minutes you're kind of doubling that you're getting down two inches into the soil. If you yep. can water for, you know, our cool season grasses can have roots that go down two to three feet. Yeah. Um, so if you can keep putting more water out there at one time, you're losing less to evaporation. Uh, yeah. you're, you're, you're saturating the soil further down and those roots can get further down in there and they'll be able to drink for a longer amount of time and they'll be able to withstand those, temperature fluctuations and also just makes the grass healthier. They don't have as many disease issues uh, because if you think about like watering constantly, there's always moisture there. And right at, there at the crown of the plant. Exactly. Too. And that's where, that's where the diseases get in. And that's, uh, you know, where the bugs like to eat and that's mm-hmm. where all those things happen. So if you're giving it time in between that, you're actually doing so much more for your grass and you're stopping a lot of those diseases without the use of any kind of chemicals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is always the goal. I think that's where we want to be. We don't want to use disease control or bug control on the lawn. Preferably, we never had to use those things. Yeah. Um, real quick, I want to talk um, about, because um, you're talking about watering longer, um, and a big thing that sometimes stops people is, is the soil structure. Like mm. if they have heavy, compacted clay soil, you can run it for an hour, but it's not yeah. soaking in. So, right. so if you have situations like that, like you're going to have to improve your soil quality um, to yeah. make that more viable option of watering. That's a, yeah, that's a tremendous point. And that's another yeah. one I probably tend to forget about as well is that, you know, we have, if you've not been using, you know, something like the Zamzo's lawn program, that's mm-hmm. in, that is improving the soil. Um, you're certainly going to have issues with that. And there's, and that's where more humor green comes in. Yep, I think uh, Peneturf, Peneturf is a really good one to yeah. help that water get down into the soil. Um, dressing with compost. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's where some, some aeration can yeah. help. Yep. Um, if you're doing a top dressing, you absolutely, if you're going to do an aeration, you might, you need to top dress yep. as well. Otherwise you're kind of wasting your time. Yeah. Uh, so do those things and you'll, you'll start to notice a huge difference and you'll save water. You will mm-hmm. actually save money 
yep. and how much water you're using, and uh, it'll be really good for the lawn. All right. We're about out of time. Christian, thank you so much for coming in, oh, man. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. I appreciate it. And uh, we will talk to everybody again next week here on the Zamzo's Garden Show on KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Samzo, and I'm here with my sister Callie and her golden retriever, Bella. And Callie, it looks like Bella's got a nervous tick. That's not a tick. She's wagging her tail because she's happy to see you. No, Callie, Zamzo's has a full line of flea and tick control, and it's so effective that it's made all of the fleas and ticks in the Treasure Valley really nervous. In fact, all 13 Zamzo stores not only have flea and tick collars, but we also have spot-on products where you simply apply a few drops to their skin, shampoos and dips, and an entire line of sprays and foggers in case they get into your dog's bedding or heaven forbid on the furniture well that's good to know but you'd never need that with bella she never gets up on the furniture and sleeps does she of course not joss just like your four cats never get up on the furniture either all right can we change the subject we can but we want everyone to know that if they're being bothered by insects in their home lawn or garden or even on their pets zanzos has what you need to stop whatever's bugging you even a nervous tick yep they're really gonna get ticked off oh man nobody knows